This is the Player Spotlight. Every week throughout the season with Danny, Dave, and Moore. It is Danny, Dave, and Moore. We're joined by JT right now, who is the guy who comes on in all the important situations. The opposing team needs a couple yards. It's third down. You call him the nickelback, and that's JT. How are you, man? I'm good. How about you? Doing very well. It's exciting to have you back, and I'm sure that that's probably doubly true for you. How has your start to the season with the Seahawks been? It's been good. It's been good. Um, you know, like I said, I'm in there on third downs. Uh, you know, we've been really productive on third downs for the past few games. Um, so it's been really good. I'm happy to be back. So uh, you you were with Miami, uh, Arizona, uh, Cleveland, a couple other uh, teams. Is is it noticeably different of how they use the nickel here? Because I was just looking, like, Kendricks is in about 80% of the time on the field, and KJ's out there, 94, Bobby, of course, 100. Not doing as much nickel stuff as as other teams. Is it is it noticeable that uh, that they do it a lot less here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's talking about it. Um, you know, you know, those guys are great players, though. Um, definitely not something I'm used to. I'm used to the nickel being in, you know, with our league now, about 80% of the game. Um, but, you know, it's all about the team first. So, you know, I always tell myself that before the game, I just have to make my plays count and I have to own third downs. Yeah, and uh, and also being a nickel guy, you got to be prepared to play the run too, right? Yep. Yeah, you pride yourself on your run play. As a yeah, I mean, when I was little, my dad made me play uh, D line my first year. Yeah. So ever since then, I've kind of been a physical guy. Uh, I don't mind tackling. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's it's a it's a will to want to do it. Hey Jamar, I'm I'm curious. So you were released August 31st and then re-signed September 10th. Was that when you were released? Was it the understanding that you'd be coming back or what was that whole situation? Uh, no, I mean, upstairs they told me, you know, um, that if it worked out, then, um, you know, they would bring me back, um, you know, because the whole vested vet thing. Um, I went home, really didn't think I was coming back here. Um, talking to some of the guys in the locker room. I actually was on my way to go sign with the chargers and then, um, the Seahawks called me and I was like, it's a no brainer. I'm gonna go back up there and play with my guys. Hmm. Chargers had to be tempting, though. I mean, I, I guess you're from because you're from San Diego. They they play in L.A. right now. Was that 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 idea playing for the hometown squad? Did that appeal to you? No, I don't want to be nowhere near close to home at all. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like that's more distractions you have to worry about. Um, and then I, I did all the work with these guys from OTAs to training camp. Um, so it just made more sense to come back up here with guys you built, um, you know, a good camaraderie with. You don't want to play near home. No. Okay. I just feel like just distractions, just distractions. Uh, you know, uh, you're going to have, you know, everybody, you know, that think they're your cousins going to want to come to the game, you know, uh, friends, everybody's going to try to be up every week. And, um, you know, I'm a guy that likes to just focus on football. Like when, when we're in football season, it's, yeah. it's football 24-7. And then when I go home, um, you know, I'm all about my family for those few hours. Um, but, you know what I mean? So I, I like to deal with the family. Uh, if they do come up only on the weekends, you know, I, I get to see them for, you know, all of, you know, 24 hours, then I get to go yeah. to the hotel and get ready to go. What's did, your favorite part about Hold on. Did Danny already ask that question? He, what? Well, he, okay. he already explained yeah, he, he already it. I feel like it. I got a different answer, though. I'm sorry. I was looking it up. Because we elaborated. What's that? So we elaborated a little bit. So, yeah. See, you're, you're a good interviewee. Thanks for bailing me out there. Good answer. I'm sorry. I was Jim. thinking, I like the part where he said people who think they're your cousins, because that's always dangerous when you get family members that are trying to insinuate themselves into it. And you're like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if we're actually related. Yeah. I, I send them all to my wife and she'll just tell everybody no. <laughs> well, and, and everybody thinks you get free tickets too, right? That's, that's true. Everybody. Only two at home mm-hmm. and none on the road. None on the road. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you're a big shot NFL player. You can... 
That's what they think. Yeah. That's what they think. They life after football. No, my my daughter look at me crazy. No way. <laughs> How'd you catch that so quickly? That that question had been because answered. I saw you over there laughing like a friggin' buffoon. That's but, why. No, well, she was buffoon yeah. buffoonish. She gets no there. more joy out of when somebody else screws up on the radio. There's no more joyful thing for him. Well, so, it started it started with John Clayton because he's on every day, and we asked him about Drew Brees' contract a few years ago, and then a minute later. Dave said, hey, John, uh, Drew Brees' contract. Yes, yeah, so it just kind of Jamar, I, I got hit in the head a lot. Yeah, my little brother did the same thing. <laughs> is that right? And it drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives me crazy seriously. Like, the other thing is, though. He'd be like, yeah, seriously? And he'd say it again. I'm like, I'll just stare at him. Yeah. You know? Well, I use the, you'll be able to use this at the end of your career. I got you. I, I got hit in the head a lot. Yeah. 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 She's the concussion thing. <laughs> yeah. The thing uh, with you, Jim, though is he's a terrible member of the secondary. It would be like he's the guy that throws up his hands after a completion to indicate that that was somebody else's responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, shut the hell up. What are you talking yeah. about? No. You really think... You always talk. You always talk about how what a great teammate you are. Yeah, you're. The I am guy, a great teammate. No, you're the what guy that happened? would turn around what and look happened, at your Jim? What look just at your fellow happened? DB and go, "What the hell are you doing?" That's not true at all. Yeah. All of I'm a sudden, a the interview's teammate. going on. It's going uh, just fine. JT's giving us a great answer, and you're over there laughing. So JT, I'm a great everything. Do you like wearing the number twenty-four? No, I have a good question too for Jamar. I think. I thought I just asked one. Oh, go ahead. I like twenty-four. Yeah. It's cool. I wanted 21, but then when they cut me, Trey got it. So oh. uh, 24 is cool, though. Champ Bailey, Charles Woodson. I'll take it. Yeah, that's good. Slow me, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it's time for your big question, Jim. Go ahead. Knock him uh, out. All right. You played two years in Cleveland when things weren't going very well there. I'm just wondering, you know, how that experience, you know, learning through adversity, that type of thing, was it that kind of experience for you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, like I said, cause just because of how hard I try to um, work. Uh, me and Demario Davis, the starting linebacker for New Orleans, we uh we spent a lot of time in that building. Um, Christian Kersey, Jamie Collins, linebacker guys, and we we will like hammer the film, watch the film, um, and just figure out ways to win. And every week, not winning was suck. But one thing we learned, it, it didn't change our process. Um, on defense, we played you know pretty good ball, um, and we knew if we had some weapons on offense, things would be a little different. But um, you know, it just it, it just shows you not to get too up, not to get too down. Um, just to stay even killed through the whole season because it's a long season. Um, you know, obviously we didn't win many games, but um, we were close. We were close. So um, you just learn about the NFL season. I mean, it's, it's a week-to-week thing. You know, you could you could either win, you could beat really good teams, or you could lose the really bad teams. Where, where did you come across Demario Davis? In Cleveland. Man, that dude, I got tired of seeing him the other day. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a beast. He's playing really well now. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been playing well. Since he was with me, uh, he actually was our leader, and then they traded him to the Jets and then ended up going to New Orleans. I mean, he's been just skyrocketing every year. If if I gave you, you know, one of these teams, is there anything that, like, stands out about each one of them? Like, you know, your experience in Arizona. Cleveland was, um, how can I say this? It was, it was, um, it was, it was, it was chaotic, but it was like, it was controlled. I, I guess to put it that way, like, the players, we did what we needed to do to try to win, and everything under the surface, we it was under our it wasn't under our control. You know, what I mean, right. we couldn't handle what the GM and the coaches and scouts and all that were going through. Like, we just worried about playing football. Um, Arizona, talking to some of the guys this year, I heard the coaches doing a great job. Yeah. Um, I heard Steve Kime and them, those guys are doing a great job. And then here, um, just everybody is like together. It's a really good cohesiveness. So um, this is probably the best place overall that, that I've been at. Is Pete different, JT? 
Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't get a lot of coaches from first his age that have that much energy. Um, Pete has a crazy ton of energy, and I think his coaches they follow they follow in behind him with with that same energy. And then, like I said, everybody's just on the same page. He's always making sure that you know we're together on this thing. And I think you know that's why Seattle's been successful for so many years. Were you wondering what happened to his schnoz on Sunday after he took the football off it in the pregame? Uh, no, actually, I was worried about playing. I didn't even 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 know anything was wrong with him. <laughs> you know, it's so funny the things that happen on the sidelines and that people see on the broadcast and stuff like that. And then you ask the players and the people that were down there a couple of years ago. Richard Sherman was complaining about, uh, or he got in a fight with somebody, and and then everybody asked like the offensive line coach. You know, did yeah. you see what was that about? He's like, wait, what? What happened? Yeah. I mean, you, you're so concentrated on the game. Mm-hmm. You, you you didn't notice that Pete had huge stitches on his nose. Yeah. Oh, locked in. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Jamar, what do you think about all these pass interference challenges this year? Um, I think I mean I think for us they've been pretty solid. Um, you know I I don't I don't think players actually like it. I think it kind of slows down the game a little bit. Um, you know and then, you know I guess you got to play a little bit more attentive. But you know this is where the league is going. We can't really complain about it. We just have to adjust and keep on rolling. Are, are you one hundred percent certain what pass interference is anymore? No. No, not at all, because, I mean, we could barely touch a guy in his P.I. I mean, I got a couple in the preseason that I thought were horrible calls, um, even when trying to go get the ball. And then offensive guy push us, and they won't call it. So, you know, it's it's a hit or miss, but at the same time, like the league is going that way. Um, you know, we, we can't complain. We just got to adjust with it. Yeah, do you, do you notice that all the time when you're watching games is like one of the first things you look at when the receiver and DB – are, are battling because we were just yeah. talking yesterday about the tip you know when, when richard sherman tipped the pass away mm-hmm. in the corner against the niners he got just shoved in the back by uh yeah. who was it uh crabtree crabtree, crabtree. yeah, yeah. And you, i mean i'm sure as a db like you notice that first yeah i mean anybody yeah when like when i break down a game i, I kind of like when i break down receivers i kind of go like in a phase so like yeah when you look at that like third phase of of the play and you see that 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 push some guys are set, like subtle with it some guys just really just don't care um, but, you know, uh, people want to see points. We're talking to Jamar Taylor here, Seahawks Nickelback. Jamar, it's interesting to me because wide receivers have become the position that are so outspoken, and it kind of used to be cornerbacks that, that that were that way. Deion Sanders, kind of those sort of personalities. It seems like corners, Richard Sherman accepted. He's, he's, he's a little bit different, but it seems like corners have become kind of the quieter position. I, I always remember them being louder. Yeah, I think I think what it is now are guys just kind of put it on tape. You know, you look at, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey is kind of like one of those guys who, you know, very outspoken. But when you look at it like guys like Darius Slay, um, Casey Hayward, you know, guys like that, guys are just kind of like, well, I'm going to put it on tape. They really don't say much, um, you know, and the tape speaks for itself. You know what I mean? You can go out here and say a whole bunch of stuff to the paper, but, you know, all all players on 32 other teams, like we really know what's going on. Did you have fun at Boise State? Did I have fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Chris Peterson, a good coach. Great coach. That's my guy. Yeah. Where else did you get recruited? Um, I had, I had a few. SE, yeah. UCLA, um, Utah was my first offer, Vanderbilt, um, a couple other schools. But. Back then, did you also think that you wanted to get away from home? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I remember my dad, like, he was really pushing for me to go, like, San Diego State or USC. Um, you know, he thought once they, like, pulled the trigger on UCLA. And I remember UCLA uh, was actually about to offer me. 
when I went to their camp, and I just told them, like, no. I, like, it was good to go to a camp and compete with guys, but I didn't want to be close to home. What makes Peterson such a great coach? Um, just just able to connect with guys. I think um, he's able to teach us or teach a ton of guys, like, life outside of football, how to have integrity, how to be accountable, um, you know, how to work hard. I mean, it's so much of life after football, and if you do – life right outside of outside of football office then you'll get on the field you know eventually but if he can't trust you outside off the field then he won't put you on the field he bothers me yeah you know because yeah, you, you washington state yeah yeah they they, they haven't been, been, been six years in a row yeah it's probably gonna be seven this year <laughs> you think so yeah i'm a, like i'm a U, it, well, it, i call myself a u-dub bronco like I'm, I'm i'm cheering for them but i'm still a boise state guy too yeah <laughs> Yeah, JT, I like to hear that. Jamar, we're very grateful for you spending the time and putting up with the quietly envious questions from Jim about Coach Peterson. No, seriously, it's great to talk to you again, and we're really grateful for you spending the time. Best of luck this week. Thanks.